<laughs> Got it. I should probably hit record too. Eh? Got it. Got it. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna do an intro. Okay. Fuck. I hate it. I hate intros. <laughs> I hate intros so much. That's the intro. Fuck the, that's the intro. Fuck this show. This is bless <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Not Just a Face. I'm your very, very infrequent host, Dalton Kyer. Join with me uh, today. Join with me today is Rob. And we're here with two very special guests. We got Scott Downs and Brandon Santi of Toronto's Blissfields. Hi guys. How y'all doing? Oh, how are you? Long time no see. So uh, for a moment here. We're, yeah, we're doing really good. Scott had a little uh, Scott had a little rager at his place last night for his birthday and his housewarming. So uh I took I it easy knowing that I had to wake like... up early for this, but <laughs> I like I didn't take it easy. No. Yeah, no you you were uh, you were nuts when I walked in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty long. Oh yeah, you guys you guys came kind of late. Yeah, I showed up fashionably late. <laughs> yeah. You're looking good, so when was your when was your bedtime? I went to bed at five and woke up at seven. <laughs> started cleaning when's your normal bedtime like 9 p.m or 10 <laughs> what about like an old night? man what what about on a crazy night on a crazy i have i don't have i haven't had a crazy night in forever last night was my first crazy night in ages oh i did play some shows in st Catharines um last weekend oh shit i played, I played at warehouse two nights in a row Double feature. Yeah, it was it was jokes. See, like nobody was wearing masks or anything. <laughs> I mean, personally, like, yeah, like whatever. I guess like people should have been, but it was kind of funny. Like yeah. it was like this feels dangerous, but <laughs> not dangerous, you know, because like everybody has to be vaxxed to go inside and shit. Like and yeah. I guess we're just sort of begging the question like when do we just go and do this again? When do we just fucking do things normally again? I don't know. I know. And now there's like the new variant. I was like, oh, something. <laughs> I'm just like, this is our lives forever now. Yeah, I'm very yeah. over it. It's never gonna yeah, fucking end. You know what? The thing that like never bothers me with end. the variant stuff is like every time a variant comes out, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know anything about this, but from what I gather, <laughs> from what I gather, <laughs> when a variant comes out, isn't it weaker than the previous variant? Isn't that like the point? I think so. No, because yeah. it's, it's mutating through all of these other people and getting stronger and figuring shit out. And blah, blah, I think blah. it's I'm getting stronger. I think it's getting stronger and like spreading, but like the more it spreads, the weaker it's going to become. Isn't that like the whole thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. think so, man. I'm not. I'm not doing so. this forever. I'm not doing this forever. You know? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Might not have much Over. of a choice, but uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You yeah. know what's going to happen is while we're all either burning or drowning, we're still going to be wearing the mask. <laughs> right, yeah, so. it's going to be good. Yeah, like even if even if everything goes according to plan and we end up like it comes March and we uh like how they're ex- expecting us to not have to wear the masks in March, it's like I'd fucking 
I work at a bar with a bunch of weirdos. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not <laughs> taking really my mask pictures. off. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know when we do tour in the States, I'm definitely masking up inside. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's like state, state mandate. Yeah. Like, I just saw on what, what is like right and wrong, you know? I just saw like a, um, I don't want to call it an infographic, but like some, a chart. That's the real word for it. A chart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where it was just an showing infograph. like, cases, like from the beginning of COVID to like, I think it was up until November 15th. And the U S is like, so, so much more than anywhere else. They're like, they're like back yeah. to where they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so funny that people thought like Biden would do a better job with it. <laughs> Daddy like, it's just himself. like, no, he's like literally, he has no cognition. He can't form a thought. Like, no. where his eyes bled? What? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Remember when his eyes bled? His eyes bled? Yeah, I've never heard this. Scary. I've never heard this. When he was running, I just remember, like, obviously there was all, like, like, personally, I want to also say, I think Donald Trump should get Twitter back because we need that kind of, like, jokes, those jokes in our lives again. (laughs) There was one time before (laughs) Donald Trump was president, he was, like, going off about how Robert Pattinson should (laughs) be dating Kristen Stewart. (laughs) That was like the funniest shit I've ever seen. He's like, I got an extra guest list spot to the Miss America pageant, Robert. You should join me. <laughs> There's a lot of wonderful women here. <laughs> Just imagine like pre pre president Donald Trump being your wingman. <laughs> it's so awful. Oh god. Yeah, it's, it's just like, the, and it was the most pathetic thing ever because he wasn't tagging anyone. Like, like <laughs> just, he's just like throwing typing, the name into the universe. He's just typing Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. And there was one tweet when she's like, she's going to cheat on you again like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. Because he, he was like acting as if like they were their characters from Twilight because he, it was. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh but they God. actually were. They actually were. Yeah, she's gonna cheat on you again with a dog, the <laughs> werewolf. <Yeah>. That's definitely <laughs> some sort of fanfic. Oh, that's terrible! Oh, big time. So that leads me to my first question. Um. Scott, welcome back on the show. You're actually the oh, first person you. to be returning to not just a phase, all within our first year as well. So that's kind of cool. uh, For the listeners who might not know your guys' voices, though, could you please just state your name and what role it is you play in the band? Um, I'm Scott, and I sing and play guitar. And I'm Brandon, and I play guitar. A new computer, and it's making noises at me. Yeah, turn that off. What the hell was that? Yeah, I just heard you got uh, MSN Messenger. I'm pissed. You're fired. <laughs> so unprofessional. It'd be, it'd be sick if that made a comeback. Yeah, go offline, man. Go offline. Yeah, <laughs> set status to away. Dalton back. Yeah, set status Dalton to away. Dalton Scott, Brandon, and doing, Bob. Doing the pod BRB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Insert wordy touche amore lyric. <laughs> oh okay, let's move on. Sorry, let's, I'm let's gonna... <laughs> for, for those that may not already know, you guys were not always Blissfields. You yeah. did have an older name. Uh, can you guys explain to us why you guys uh, changed the name and what inspired this new moniker? Because um, <laughs> we weren't Iris. <laughs> like, none of us were an Iris besides me, and I didn't even sing an Iris. Like, <laughs> I felt like a bit of a cop-out, to be honest. But it was like good because the name gave us a jumping-off point. Mm-hmm. I feel like like from the get-go, there, there was fans, which was cool. And... You know, changing the name was more like of us. Like, this gives us the opportunity to give us a fresh start, I think. Like, and, you know, re-releasing, like, Slowly Forever, doing a proper rollout for it, which I wanted to do from the jump. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, I'd rather, like, look at this, especially, like, Lee brought up wanting to change the band name. And then we got hit up by Deathwish, and they, like, we're like, oh, we want to change. We want you guys to change the band name because there's like 19 bands called Iris. And like Lee was like, oh, this is perfect. Let's do it. Deathwish ghosted us after a while. But I talked to Trey recently and it's like, it's fine. Like there's no beef or anything. And like, you know, if you wanted us back, I mean, I'm not going to say no. The label's dope. But mm-hmm. it's just because it was all happening during the pandemic. Anyway, we had yeah, to like, change I feel them. like. Yeah, like I feel like we put out the record. We put out the record the November before the pandemic started, and it was kind of like we had we had put out the record, and then kind of within a week we had a, a message from a couple. We had a couple messages from a couple different labels that seemed interested, and then it was just kind of this: okay, do we take the record off of Spotify? Um, we were getting we had these meetings with this label out of uh, Canada. Oh and, yeah, I forgot about that whole. Yeah, debacle. and then there was there was a lot of stuff just going on, and then yeah, talking to Deathwish, and they were like Scott just said, it was like it was, Iris was impossible to find on Spotify, like there yeah. was or like, even like even on YouTube, like trying to find a live Iris set, it's like you're getting Google yeah, dolls stuff like, in the first six pages. <laughs> yeah, you have to be um, like Iris Toronto shoegaze, the yeah. song name, the album name, or you won't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so even though even though death went the whole death wish thing didn't work out it did kind of like push us to change that band name and yeah and i think i, I couldn't agree that... with scott Moore in terms of uh like needing to kind of change it up like we're not we're not iris like we we're bliss it's like, yeah you know? you know it's like straight up like it, it's like okay now we have an identity i think iris had its identity and now we get to have our identity
quick question. Um, actually, two quick questions for Brandon there. Actually, uh, people who are listening probably don't know, but we actually did play in bands together when we were much younger. Um, oh, yeah. Playing hardcore bands. Yes, we did. This. So I'm curious, uh, are you still listening to any heavy stuff or now that you're doing the shoegaze and all the indie bands and softer stuff you've been playing? Or have you just got out of that? Was it just a phase, so to speak? Or <laughs> So I'm <laughs> like, as, as most of you know, there's like so much fucking music. So it's like, it's rare that I find something that kind of hits me in the back of the head um, where I can like listen to it in a way where it's like, okay, this is, this is good. I can like listen to this on repeat or like here and there. The only heavy, like newer heavy band that has done that to me is that Bane band, that Bane FM or whatever. Bane is that so Arizona good. record hit me over the fucking head. And I was just like, yeah, this is exactly what I like in, in my kind of heavy music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other than that, like there's, car. yeah. And other than that, like, um, I, like, I, I loved hardcore, like as a kid, but, uh, grew out of that in my like early twenties. And then over the last couple of years, I've had friends of mine that have started hardcore bands that I've kind of jumped into and not so much anymore, like not playing in those bands anymore. Yeah, you were but doing Rays, right? You yeah. Yeah. yeah I, played in I liked for Rays a, a lot. That was cool. Yeah. That that's probably like my favorite, like Toronto hardcore band right now where, I finally got to see them for the first time since I wasn't in the band uh, last Friday around the corner from my place in the city. And yeah, it was sick. Like so Darian good. who plays in Blissfields is playing in the band now. Um, our buddy Jordan Lee's Black a- who plays in like Pacifics playing drums. Lee who plays Lee's- drums in our band Blissfields. Yeah. yeah he, sings, he sings, which was so sick to see like, like that. Uh, he's a fucking firecracker. It, it rocks. He's sick, man. I, I've mm-hmm. only seen Ray's a couple times, but Lee, goes off he's yeah he's a great front man yeah and uh i guess but, my, uh, my other question there for you guys would uh how long would it take you to explain what's in that stomp box like <laughs> how many pedals are you guys gazing down on oh i'm only oh, i i only am doing eight <laughs> i'm only doing oh just eight. eight. Oh, okay no yeah. it's like you know I some think... people have like fucking insane rigs like and I'm yeah like, what are you yeah doing? if you saw our like these guys all know alistair um yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, his, 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 I remember playing a show with him once, and his pedal board had stuff hanging off of it because he had too many pedals for his, and his board is huge yeah. to begin with, and he had pedals like just yeah. off of it because he didn't have space. Well, that's yeah. like it's humble. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick though. Alistair's a yeah. dope guitarist. Like, yeah, big time. We I remember recording. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I remember recording uh bath stuff with davis and alistair being around and him giving me like a ton of tips with just how to like do certain i had like this trem thing that i was doing on a song and him sitting there just being like yo like you should dial it in like this roll your tone knob down blah blah blah. and i'm just like oh okay shit and then yeah it sounds way better i think he even did some uh guitar stuff on on galaxy 420 i it's been so long i i, I forget but uh he did i yeah, remember him he's talking uh about he's fucking awesome he's fucking awesome that was awesome but uh, I'm just curious what you guys use like the most of like what's uh, out of the eight you're stepping on or however many brands uh, stepping on as well. Um, I love the op amp big muff. It's the same big muff that they use to record Siamese dream. Oh shit. Um, they re-released it recently. It's such a good price. It's only like 95 bucks, such a cheap pedal. Electro harmonics did it obviously. And I always say, like, people love getting boutique pedal stuff. That shit's so expensive. And you're going to find a cheaper price for Boss 
or for a lecture harmonics like if you're like struggling financially for that shit just get those brands because they are just as good and if not better they've made a name for themselves for a reason you know mm-hmm. like yeah electro harmonics is amazing i swear by them yeah i've almost noticed like through not a lot of experience but some that a lot of those boutique ones end up being the ones that have the most like problems the volume suckers they're volume suckers they fucking mess your tone too much like boutique reverbs i'm never gonna find a reverb as good as like the trinity t2 reverb like from tc electronics Mm -hmm. the tone print app on your phone beaming like new uh reverb styles to your pedal from your phone yeah it's like so dope like that's what we use for our clean reverbs like yeah it's uh the big room with a view setting from tone print mm-hmm. it's like i think we're used it on sway or something that's where i first heard it and nice. like i had to, i didn't know it was a tone print i just saw they're using hall of fames and i was like okay hall of fames the modulation said he's too wobbly so i was like i wonder what if they use this tone print app and yeah they like definitely use this big room with a view well it's fucking awesome and honestly i say the op amp is my favorite yeah, for distortion but we could go into like every different kind of pedal and i have like a definite favorite but all of them are so good like i love all my pedals so much like none of them take anything from the other it's like it's all adding to something better you know you could turn them all on the same time and they'll sound amazing for sure we'll yeah. be and then i um I've, I've got like uh like the fuzz that i use i had um it was a guy from niagara named calvin mccormick who now works for high watt and does um he does some i think, think he does some like sound for for some of these uh more like guitar like heady bands but um i asked him around like the early like bleach bath days to make me like a Sobtech era russian big muff clone with a clean boost and uh and yeah, I, I love that pedal. I, I like it, it's constantly on for for most of the stuff that I'm playing. And then for my main like overdrive, I just use the the blues driver, the boss blues driver. The blues driver then, is yeah. my favorite pedal that he has. Yeah. I yeah, told him to get rocks. it. And I was like, I want to hear this in action because I was watching so much guitar demos at the time. I was like, holy fuck, this blues driver pedal sounds amazing. The tone's not too pitchy. Like, it's not tinny yeah. sounding. It's like perfect balance. It's a boss pedal. Like, yeah. Who would have thunk yeah. it? And, you know? Yeah, and it, it fucking rocks. Like, that's that's probably my favorite overdrive I've ever played. And then, yeah, Hall of yeah. Fame, Reverb, um, like Memory Man, Delay uh yeah. and then I, I got like a couple things that scott doesn't have just for like like i got a volume pedal because i need to do some like swelly stuff um i've got like a freeze pedal to kind of like fill in some other stuff but it's it's very like it's very basic like i've got the overdrive the fuzz the reverb the delay um five tuners yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> you know um straight yeah. up the, though. The, the, the standard uh gazer straight up though if you're in a shoegaze band always have two delays and two reverbs that's what i always think is the best method because if you put on your guitar clean okay so for example your reverb could be too muddy when you turn on your fuzzer your overdrive Mm -hmm. 
so if you have a second reverb pedal, you can have that to turn on when it's like overdriven so that it's not muddy, you know, like you can have a shorter trail and like two delay pedals because stack and delay sounds fucking dope. Honestly, yeah, like sure. when they start to sound out of time, it's like it's the best sound ever. Well, yeah, that's uh, that was a lot. I have a really nice chromatic tuner. Um, <laughs> that's all yeah. I got. But I want to I want to talk about the uh, I want to talk about the Clementine video that you guys did. Uh, yeah, I love that it shot like an old '90s like family home videos. I felt was that like your guys' yeah. intention, or was that the direction of um, whoever was filming, or how did that come about? Like, yeah. So I, I have this. this. I... Yeah, go sorry, for just it. for one second. It's called yeah. like not having a budget. <laughs> we, we didn't have three thousand dollars to just shoot a video so we're like let's just put a video together for on tour that's that's what it was to me but there was a lot more into it after at the end originally it was just supposed to be footage uh yeah. but then uh lee's friend louie did all these animations over it then did like the little uh sing-along thing at the bottom i thought it was really cute and that yeah. was all pro bono so like thanks to that dude i've never met him but really unreal yeah yeah it turned out great yeah, like it's it's all shot on this camera that i got in high school that i still own and it's just one of those like early kind of like uh hd handy cams that has like no matter what the light setting is it's always going to look grainy uh um, yeah but uh i brought i brought that on tour and I think that was when we were on we were on tour with this band from like Hudson Valley called Soul Blind a couple couple years ago, and yeah, I just brought that camera and like filmed a bunch while we were dicking around. Uh, we went bowling one day, which is like a good chunk of the video, and then there's videos from like me and Scott doing karaoke in the city. Just it, it's basically just your classic uh, your classic band having fun montage. But okay. um, yeah, it turned out great. What I loved about the video nice. was when it like did the like car like the kind of cartoon drawing art yeah um, yeah of like you guys and, and then it would like kind of like fit perfectly into whatever was happening in the video um yeah. that or like with the girl on the uh the ep, EP. yeah the, yeah that was i love that little sketch yeah version of it it's yeah yeah definitely that girl, definitely adds a bit more than just your classic uh your classic montage video yeah. gives it gives a bit more to look at and mm -hmm. a bit more uh bit more fun to the to the viewer yeah yeah um like i can totally change just before you do though okay. who's the best bowler in blissfields Ooh. i don't know i, oh, I suck <laughs> <laughs> awful too um, there's a lot like of, a couple games a lot of footage. There. yeah there's a lot of footage of us playing bowling and i'm pretty sure pretty sure lee was probably it was either lee or darian lee, i can't remember lee if Dar darian was lee really bowls, bad or really man. good yeah no darian was like bad but then randomly got so good out of nowhere <laughs> yeah he'd go on these like it's like streams. he had like yeah yeah it's like he had like a fucking like uh like just his brain like he thought of it scientifically like all of a sudden yeah like, oh how do i do this like he like found an equation for the shot yeah, it took, like two, it took him like two. It, it took him like two tries, and then he was like playing really well. You know, yeah. it was so funny. Games. Like, it, it was this random bully, bowling alley, I want to say in Pennsylvania, that we rolled into. We were the only people there. 
and they had one of those like uh those modern jukeboxes where you can dig through like a ton of songs and i remember i don't remember what song was put on but it was a song that was like it was like a dirty song swearing and subject matter and as that song is coming up in the queue this guy that owns the bowling alley his family rolls in (laughs) and it's literally just us and this guy's family and out of nowhere this like vulgar ass like fucking song comes on i just remember us all looking at each other the kids are you like what the seven and eleven years old or something. Yeah, yeah. Was, okay. I don't remember what the song was, but we were listening to a lot of songs. Yeah, we were. We spent so much money on that jukebox. Yeah, we really did more than we spent on bowling. Yeah, yeah, more than we spent on hotels. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, dropping hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of jukeboxes, there's um there's a bar back in uh in St. Catharines. Uh I don't know if it's still there, uh Mikado's. And it's like a country bar now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a country bar. Yeah, it's a different name now. now. It's not good. But me and my friends, um, we would always get like really drunk there because it was super cheap and there'd be like it'd always be dead. Um yeah. and their jukebox had all of Loveless on there. And so we would literally oh, pay to listen to all of Loveless and just like every <laughs> and this is great. What like, the fuck kind of vibe killer is that? <laughs> oh, like, the people that went there were like 55, 60 year old plus like miserable. And only shout would start and just used to all leave. And we would just have the bar to ourselves just like raging it was great yeah one time i went to buffalo wild wing and i put <laughs> i paid like ten dollars and put different versions of the american national anthem like, <laughs> just all in succession <laughs> it was oh, like that's good jimmy hendrix doing <laughs> star spangled banner then it was kiss doing it then it was scott staff from creed doing it oh, no. it was like yeah it was so many different versions on this fucking jukebox and i just put them all on oh, like god <laughs> my friend put on uh kind of blue by miles davis uh like the club that's that got shut, that got shut down real that's fast. vibe that's a vibe color. i bet yeah <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, time. Why does the jukebox have a Loveless on it? Like they're asking for it. Yeah. Well, they had like they had yeah. Loveless. They had um, they had around the fur. They had Alexa on fire, self titled. Like they had like really great albums on there. Yeah. Oh, I guess I was just about to like say like bar. me and me and friends of mine used to roll to this. Uh, actually, this is going to be a segue to a great story that I've been wanting to tell. Um, but me and friends of mine used to go to this bar called Make Cafe um that also had one of those jukeboxes and yeah we just constantly be putting on deftones yeah um but there was like nobody there it'd be like it, it was the perfect friday night bar where you'd you'd hit a couple spots along the street and if they were all busy you'd just go to this may cafe spot they always had these jello shots and shit like that with for like a couple bucks but uh but the first time i actually ever talked to scott was when camper and iris played a show at may cafe in the basement and uh Scott, this is like early days of Iris. So they blasting the fog machine in this like concrete basement in the middle of downtown Toronto with this like kind of divey bar up top. And uh, so Iris plays, Camper's about to go on after Iris and fog machine is just roaring the whole time. Doors closed to the basement. So Iris finishes up, people are leaving to go outside to smoke. 
and you just see all of this fog coming up the stairs into like the main room of this bar and everybody's freaking out and I get called by the owner and she thinks that we started a fire in the basement and I'm just like no 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 it's, it's just a fog machine just Oh, what the hell? Oh, he no. Oh, no. He dropped. Uh, that was a good story. You cut out. You cut, you cut out. out. Start back oh. where you were saying that you got the phone call. And they yeah. thought it was a fire or whatever. Start back where you were there because you cut out for a second. You start. You yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's when we left off at like the owner calling you out for the fire. Okay. So, yeah, the, the owner, the owner finds me. And they, there's like a bit of a language barrier. So they, they think that we've lit a fire downstairs and I'm explaining to them that it's just a fog machine. There's no fire downstairs. Totally safe. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure this sucks. I'm sorry that this is happening, but it, it's no fire. And I ended up running into Brad who played in Iris at the time. And I'm talking to him just basically being like, yo, um, we got to like no more fog machine, blah, 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 this and that bad idea. We got to see if we can find any way to get this out of the basement. And so me and him are trying to deal with this and, and talking to the owner, talking to the owner. And so I go back downstairs and I see Scott and I was just like, Hey, just a heads up. They think that we've lit a fire down here. Um, if anybody talks to you upstairs, like they're a little freaked out. So just like ensure to them that it's a fog machine and that it's, it's really not that big of a deal. And he just looks at me with this disgusted look like, uh, okay. And I'm just like, all right, this guy's a dickhead. And I walk away. <laughs> I was Don't like... talk to him for like, <laughs> four years and then me and him start talking again and way way nicer of a guy in uh in 2017 2018 <laughs> when but, i was like a teenager i like was listening to like that kind of hardcore that's not actually good <laughs> like 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 trash talk or something and thinking well, that i was like you know was the trash talk on this show I love trash talk. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, they've got tracks for sure, but you know the crowd. You know the crowd. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I was like thinking that I was like all that back then. Like, I was like one of those hardcore kids, like thinking I was like this A list tier person <laughs> in the city. Like, how delusional. My favorite how thing. How delusional about the story I must have been. Is the, I. Scott, you you pretty much told this story on the last show, so it's funny hearing it from Brandon's yeah. viewpoint now. <laughs> I was really such a dick to him. I was such a dick to him. <laughs> yeah. And I probably knew I was a dick to him, and I probably thought I was awesome. I loved <laughs> bullying people. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> like, is. And now I'm looking back on it, and I'm like, that's so mean. Like... <laughs> So I remember stupid. having this sour taste in my mouth about uh about Scott and some of those Durham kids after that. So what's coming up for Blissfield? Do you guys got some shows or tours planned for the future? Yeah, we do. We have a tour in January that we're playing. It's starting in Brooklyn, playing all the hot cities. We're playing Brooklyn, New York. We're playing Pittsburgh, who just got added. We're playing... Um, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, Dope House shows there. I don't think this is a house show, though. I think we're playing out of Eddie this time. Uh, DC, Houston, that's going to be huge. I love Texas. Um, uh, Nashville will be dope. I mean, fucking stupid ass city, but it'll be fun. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> I, you know, I like I like country more than I used to. I'll probably enjoy it going there and watching a couple country bands, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chicago never been got Nashville, canceled. Chicago got canceled yeah, because Chicago. the venue burn, burned down. <laughs> <laughs> like the other day. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, and then we're playing uh, Detroit at Sanctuary. Picture. Playing at Sanctuary Detroit and also coming back to Toronto playing Monarch Tavern, which is going to be very fun. Yeah. Also, we're playing and, the Seaway uh, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. December yeah. 4th and tr- at Sneaky D's doing the Seaway um, holiday pre-show. So that should be cool. Already sold out. Like sold out like a couple so, weeks ago. It's such a so, return. Should be a good a, uh, I'm so excited. Back. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's what I wanted. We were supposed to play a show at the Bovine on October 28th. And I was like, this is going to suck because we're not going to like, we don't have anything coming right now. Like, it's just going to be weird. Probably not going to be a lot of people there. And then canceled the gig and then two days later got offered this and then i sold that and we're like yes this feels right we deserve yeah. this yeah it's pretty fun i i'm very excited to play with seaway too because i really fucking like that band i think they're a great pop up band mm-hmm. yeah they've been around for quite some time now eh? yeah yeah oh and yeah they've always been writing tight songs honestly very tight musicians too vocal melodies are crisp I've seen them, I don't even know how many times, in never a normal venue. Yeah, they're always playing like frat parties and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they're smaller. Yeah, I, I saw them that, in like, that Oakville charm to them. Oh, that's cool. I think. I think it was them. Yeah. A lot of them are like Pacific. I can't remember. I think Lee got beat up at one of their shows and it was at like a college party. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Sorry if I'm talking too much. By the way, I'm so big oh. now. There's a you. You are being interviewed. Yeah. The whole the whole point is <laughs> the whole point is that Rob and I don't say anything. Yeah, we we can't less. That's a oh, um, that's how it works. Dalton, yeah. did you got a, Did you have a? Did you want to hit one or I can hit one? Uh, yeah. I was actually curious. It's like more of a fairly basic question, but. Uh, do you guys remember your both of yours? I think I've asked you this, Scott, last time you're on the show. I yeah. may or may not have. What your first show was with your first band? I played with a metalcore band called Falling Forward. Okay. Um, we played at the Green Bottle in Oshawa with Ligia. And uh, the, Ligia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a brawl broke out after the show. And Jacob's dad, he was Jacob was a singer, Falling Forward, the, the lead screamer, if you will. He, uh, <laughs> his dad picked us up because we were in like 10th grade. <laughs> and yeah. This guy, I think, gets thrown on the hood of Jacob's dad's truck, and this dude just starts wailing on his face, just punching the fuck out of him. And when I was in grade 10, I was like, whoa, we started a brawl. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm thinking back. I'm like, oh man. Also, at that show, there were people who weren't fighting, and they're calling this taxi driver. Kept from going around in circles with the park on. They kept calling the taxi over to them. When the taxi would drive over, they would walk away. <laughs> they'd go like taxi, and then the taxi driver would like inch over, and they'd walk away to another corner and do it again. 
And the guy kept going. Jesus Christ. It was so funny. <laughs> it's like holding like a backpack up for like a short kid. And the kid's trying to jump up and grab his backpack. But like it's like that. It's like classic like family channel or Nickelodeon channel bullying. Like, it's so yeah. funny. Just dickhead so kids. What about you, Brandon? Just absolute dickheads. Um, I, I think the first show I played, it might not be the first show, but the first show I, I the one that I think about is Bound and Buried, which is a band that me and Rob played in together in early high school days, um, playing at a place called the underground in Hamilton with the miles between and King of Kings. That was Those a good show. I think names, that was, holy fuck. I think that was the first show <laughs> that I ever played in like, in like a band that was all originals. <laughs> I had played in a band that I'm pretty sure played like a backyard show with um, uh, some guy that, a guy that we went to high school with named Voice Gadget where this guy he I've, I've never met a better guitar player than this guy and i haven't seen him play guitar since we were probably 17 years old but he went on to um i remember he he dropped out of high school to go play in a like because he was one of the first wave of youtube musicians um but he recently deleted all of that stuff off youtube like i don't, I don't know what the hell he's thinking oh, i haven't, boo, I haven't talked to him in a while but boo. i know right he had yeah, he had so some of good. the wildest kind of like prog metal stuff that i had ever that i had ever seen but he i me and him played in a band with the guy that also played in bound and buried with rob and i um but it was just like one backyard show and i think we covered like chapter four by avenge sevenfold and red wedding by the bled and uh fire. a couple other songs like that but yeah first first show that i, I there might have been one before but yeah underground with miles between and king of kings yeah and do you guys remember your king of queens queens king of queens you have to do that one again Dalton. i would love to see paul blart front like a metalcore band oh dude yeah it'd be dope man what's his Malcor. name Kevin james yeah, Mal- paul yeah paul blart malcore malcore oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you guys remember the first show you guys went to Oh, like Green concert. Day, Jimmy Eat World, and Anti Flag. That's the. And, I think that's the best answer. That's a big lineup. Oh my god, it was right when American Idiot came out. I was just fucking. You know, I was in fourth grade. I was. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. The, my second concert was way better though. Was my second? Chemical Romance and the Bled at uh, <laughs> oh, the ACC. Yeah. Gnarly at the shit. ACC, <laughs> yeah. It I didn't know the fucking blood played insane. the ACC. That's crazy. It, Muse was supposed to play, and then the singer got sick. Praise the fucking lords. <laughs> yeah. And they had yeah, to drop awful. the tour. And instead of getting another band as big as Muse, they just put the blood on. That's, <laughs> That's so, so unreal. Sick. I love yeah. that band. Yeah, they were fucking um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, first show I went to... Um, like that I that I wanted to go to was I think Silverstein and Protest the Hero in Burlington. There was like a couple other openers on that band on that show too that I don't remember, but I definitely remember Silverstein and Protest the Hero. 
And I went there with uh, a buddy of mine and Rob's named Mike Tompa, and uh, who, funny enough, is now playing in Silverstein. Like, he's kind of like the sixth member. He's doing, like, violin and cello and keyboard and, and guitar. Who would have thought But, yeah, that? me and him went to this show in, in grade nine and uh, just freaking out to, like, my heroine or whatever. And then you fast forward. God, I don't want to count how many years between that show and what it is right now. But, yeah, he's on tour in the States with, with Silverstein right now, killing it. Hmm. Nice. That's fire. Yeah. Uh, That's what was awesome. The... I love that come up. Yeah, right? Well deserved. Like, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. cool hearing stories about like band, like people that just got to join the bands that they love to see and stuff. Oh yeah, like isn't I that mean, really that how like Kevin Rollins the Black Flag? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, if say I that again. Offered, I'm pretty sure that's how like Henry Rollins got into Black Flag was he was like a fan of them. Yeah, yeah. Straight that's up. That's it. Straight up. Holy shit! I didn't know that. That's fire. Yeah. Yeah, they were looking for uh, they were looking for a vocalist, and um, and he caught wind. He was working at Baskin he's Robbins. Got, yeah, he's got the fucking personality of a front man. Oh, big time. You.
So yeah. speaking of uh, older bands, guys, if you guys could pick one band to do your own, ah, fuck. So speaking of older bands, guys, if you could pick one band to do a reunion show, who would it be and why? We'll start with uh, Brandon here. Um, hmm. Like I never, I never got to see Cursed. And Cursed is one of my favorite heavy bands of all time, but I know better than to ask for that <laughs> uh, with how that band ended and uh, how, uh, how um, yeah, how the, that band ended. But fuck, uh, I would love to see. Hmm. Sorry, I, I, I got I got one. I, I got Get one. it. Give it. I'd love to see Eric's trip which is this like Halifax pop explosion band from, um, from like the early nineties. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Oh, what's that and, town uh, called? Like, we played there. Um, no, I, I don't, didn't. I don't remember where exactly. Angel from. played there with us. Fuck. It was Rip. like this small ass town. That's like considered yeah. other cities. <laughs> but yeah. That's a, that's a band that I've like gotten into over the last couple of years that, um, that I would I would love to see live. That's the best answer I got locked and loaded right now. But oh, I don't even know. I'd love to see My Chemical Romance play fucking like a twentieth anniversary of Bullets or something. Yeah, I am on board with that. Yeah, you know, like a lot of the bands I like are still around, which I'm pretty grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah fuck yeah i mean if you're talking old old i would love to see like the first iteration of big country you know them no they're amazing like the new wave band from the 80s but they have a little bit of highland rock as well like it's like you know like very heartland scottish music but like got a new wave kick to it that band their vocalist hung himself in hawaii in 2002 so like if i could travel back in time and see big country with uh stewart or whatever his fucking name is i think it's stewart i would kill to see that but no reunion like that could possibly happen but my chemical yeah. romance doing reunion is pretty dope but i wish they were doing fucking bullets and three cheers and shit like that yeah when i saw my I mean, danger romance. days is good too but I saw them when they were touring Danger Days. I saw them with Blink-182 and Manchester Orchestra. Uh, yeah, everybody talks shit. about that gig. They played yeah. Skylines and Turnstiles on that tour, which is a dope track from their first record. Yeah. Like, it's great that they played that. Yeah. It was uh, it was a weird... Like, looking back on it, like, I'm glad I got to see Blink the time I got to see them because it was, like, before Skiba joined Blink. Yeah. Mm-hmm can't stand it but we all know okay. we all know who the best part of blank 182 is yeah. here I'm sure. yeah. okay this, this is the part of the yeah, like where scott goes off about tom DeLong for an hour now yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, that's, I'm that's one band back. that i wish I'm i got to see back. that's one band i wish i got to see as a kid like when they were doing like um like take off your pants and jacket tour or something yeah. like that like never so, got to see we, that as a kid we, we went to see i got blank. to see them no, no, no. I, I'm, that's what I'm getting to. Like, we we saw them in 2009. Yeah, I was gonna say you were there. Which was like, it was still yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was still it was still cool. But I, I, I feel like it would have been cooler seeing like the big like 
fuck sign oh, yeah. in flames. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and, and sure. seeing them kind of in that in that heyday where um not that I think like the uh the self-titled or the untitled record's bad or anything like that. I yeah. love that record. Um, but I feel like I just would have liked to see them in like those early 2000 days as opposed to like the later 2000s post, uh, like at their reunion thing. Yeah. But did get to see Weezer too. Weezer's fucking sick. I love that band. So, yo, Weezer's new style, like Rivers Como's new style is really dope. Um, he's dressing up I, like I an 80s. Much new he's stuff, dressing but... up like fucking Van Halen metalhead dude. Now, oh, shit. Playing like a Jackson Damn. guitar, but they're playing like Island in the Sun and shit. <laughs> it's like so, so good yeah it's like what fred durst did like oh, fred yeah. durst looks amazing now like just own it that you know? album that that I, dropped goes i like it hard i think there's time. good songs yeah i think there's a few i've been good hearing songs. that which is wild <laughs> That's, uh, that's, that's not heavy. something I was expecting to hear. The, the first yeah. three tracks on the record are amazing even the fourth track is good there's one song called Love the Hate on the record that is fucking so dope. It's like just two dudes ripping on Limp Biscuit, then one of the guys realizing that one of the dudes was a fan and wants to beat him up. It's like story time <laughs> song, but it's funny. Like the album, you know, like they were always a parody band. Like it was always parody. Like the album is definitely leaning more into the parody aspect. Sure. Up the nookie. He's got some funny TikToks too. He's a funny dude. Doesn't he direct yeah. horror movies? Um, he has a he had a horror movie that came out that he directed that stars Nicolas Cage that I've heard some pretty uh, <laughs> wacky reviews about. That's hilarious. I haven't watched it myself. I had no but idea. He didn't do Mandy, did he? No, no, okay. he did. Um, it's it's uh, it's, it's something about a stalker. Like basically, I think like either Nick Cage is a stalker or he's being stalked. Um. I, Bro, before this I guy, fuck that up anymore, I'm gonna leave it at that. This guy's a musician. He has an IMDb. <laughs> he shit. does a lot of stuff for WWE. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, they, God, he, Limp Biscuit was like their theme song for WrestleMania like five years in a row. I used to be a big <laughs> wrestling dude. I used to be really into wrestling. I'm ashamed to admit that on air, but who cares, man? No, Own I don't it. actually care. Own it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't. I love stuff that could be perceived as cringe. Oh, we'll we'll ask you sure. about that for sure. Let's get back yeah. to you guys. Yeah, Scott, so, um, Scott hits me up the other day. He's just like, "You ever seen the Minions movie? It's incredible. <laughs> it's so good. It's legitimately like the Minions movie is so good. Like, I saw that in the drive-in. I know that like it's oh, like funny to say that, but like holy fuck, like that movie was funny. Like. <laughs> And it's just like maybe the fandom got a little carried away, but <laughs> the, like actual subject matter is great. The Walmart. It's, a, it's the in the queue. It's in the queue. Yeah. I watched the B movie for the first time in like years. Oh my god, the, the B movie like is the jazz? best. The B movie is the best <laughs> children's movie ever made. Incredible. It's so good. Like it's so funny. It's like watching an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> but like it is, literally is but with a bunch of puns about bees yeah it's like so stupid but i love it and i love jerry seinfeld i think he's hilarious yeah i watched that and in uh the mike myers cat in the hat oh god that's mm. ridiculous I, man my god the there's two bits in that movie that just like absolutely ruined me one was when he cuts off his tail 
that whole that whole like, i don't remember cooking, that he's like doing like a cooking show with himself like it's <laughs> him as cat oh, next to him is like i think i remember that yeah. and the person that like the other version of him is just like being an annoying host and he like turns to him himself pretty much and is like i'll lend you and it'll look like a fucking axe bloody accident they can't swear in a kid's show um yeah. and then he cuts off his tail and he like they had to bleep him out and uh, or, the, yeah. or he steps on like a garden hoe and he's like you dirty hoe and they start like making out <laughs> jesus christ Damn. okay straight up what a weird time that might be mike myers most forgettable movie love like guru. love no love yeah Guru's i was gonna say re- love, love you you remember love guru because it was horrible though you yeah, don't think like, even think about him. how horrible cat in the hat was you don't even think about it so oh, first time I've heard someone talk about Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat, in ages. But I hear so many yeah, people totally talk about Love Guru still. I, yeah. I hear people talk about Love Guru still all the time being really bad. And, like, I've never seen it. I don't want to because I think Mike Myers rocks. I don't want to ruin my perception of him. Yeah. Honestly, I can't... I, I don't go at least, like, a couple months without thinking about the Cat in the Hat. That movie was very... Oh. Like, when I was, like, when I was a kid and that came out, that scene where he like cuts off his tail and he says, yeah. son of a bitch. And they bleep out bitch. Mm-hmm. I was like in a, in, in a kid's movie. Yeah. Whoa. <sighs> like, so yeah, that, that dude, that's... okay. Straight up though. One of the few though. I don't know many people who know that. <laughs> no, movie it that might be well. the only one. Yeah. But I mean, respect. Like it's sick that you have a favorite movie like that. <laughs> it's <my> <laughs> <favorite>. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's cool that you have a favorite movie like that. Yeah, we love a good simpleton. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Are right, you virgins? Let's stop talking about kids' movies. Minions movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's coming at me for talking about the Minions movie though. <laughs> Well, that was so low hanging fruit. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Despicable Me one and two, though, unbelievable. Sequels good, eh? Sequels was so good. I want to see the third. There's a third one. Didn't know, and there's a second Minions movie. Um, there's a second <laughs> Minions movie coming out next year, and you know I'm fucking going to see that in theaters. First, That's first the line. One. <laughs> I'm gonna like just spam you with like boomer minion memes. <laughs> like, Dude, like, honestly, I'm gonna post them on your wall. Now, being a fan, now being a fan of the minions, I'd probably like it. <laughs> like, I'd probably see those memes and be like, it would be so funny if a minion said that. Like, that's that would be my reaction. Like, tour flyers with minions. <laughs> <laughs> dude I'm, I'm not far off from that I'm, <laughs> this is the brain. such bad brain rot <laughs> okay i think rob wanted to ask a real question yeah let's, yeah, yeah i did let's, have yeah. some actually i did have let's some go. music related questions um okay sorry yeah shows are, are coming back uh if you guys could play with any band that you haven't played with yet who would you like to share the stage with what would be the big like aspirations there doesn't you have to be realistic banding. either you start um just because like pavement's coming back i would love to open a pavement show that'd be cool i love that band um i don't know 
obviously if like MBV were to do any of those shows for the 30 year, that'd be cool. But I'm sure they will. I think Scott yeah, I think Scott and I would uh as uh as um as cringe as he can be nowadays, love to open for the pumpkins for the smashing oh pumpkins. Oh my god. You know that'd what? I feel like I feel like I'd have a good conversation with Billy Corgan. I I don't think he's as cringe as people let him on to be. Like he says he spits some facts, honestly. Like he's not a stupid guy. Like, you think he likes the minions little... too, or <laughs> maybe he has kids now. He has kids. probably, yeah, yeah. He's probably watching B movie with them or something. Or he's like forcing them to watch like Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> Just like forcing forcing like a child to watch the Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel and expect the kid to get it. <laughs> It's like, you don't like art. <laughs> oh my no, Billy Corgan, you honestly, like, like I've her. seen some interviews with him, and, like, as egotistical as he can be, he also seems a bit humble. There's a bit of humbleness to him, and I gotta respect that. I gotta respect I it. think he's, uh, I think he's getting, um, uh, a little less cringe with, uh, his age, considering, yeah. like, the tour that the tour that he's not talking to Alex Jones anymore. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. he's got, he's got James back in the lineup and, and, yeah, he uh, seems and all a little that more, stuff. So. He seems a little more sorted out now, for sure. Yeah. I would love to open for the pumpkins. Um, I, like, would die if Blissfield's, like, played with Angels and Airwaves. I think that show would work. I think it would work. We're both very anthemic bands. I think that would work too with the atmospheric vibes they got. Same with you guys. Yes. I think that would blend really well, to be honest. Honestly, same. And I like, you know, like what what are they? They're like space rock with fucking reverbed out guitars, delayed out guitars, and reverb soaked vocals. Like what what makes them not a sh- like a shoegaze band in a sense? You know, I was gonna say Angels and Airwaves shoegaze confirmed or. <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're like sort of a pop punk band, but I mean like goddamn are they like though? are they though? Because you brought up some very kinda. good points there. You brought they're up some kind, very good they're points like there. they're like pop punk, like but like you know, obviously like a little more elevated. It's not just bare bones pop punk, like they're doing something else, but like the crowds they're playing to, I mean definitely just Tom DeLong fans now, but the crowds they were playing to and they're uh, like you know when they were huge with like the adventure and shit definitely pop punk fans that have never heard anything like that before like that's got to be so inspiring honestly i would love if you if you end up opening up for angels and Airways sometime i just want to give you a microphone and just a conversation between you and tom DeLong. and i would just talk I, about ufos with that dude yeah. if i was on tour <laughs> with them i would i would love to pick his brain i know that guy's worked in the government and I want to know what he knows about it. Like, right. Maybe like he's- there's gotta be, he literally said in an interview, he's lost like days of sleep over some of the info he has gotten while working for like the government. It's insane. I want to pick his brain. It's nuts. Oh my God. Well, you guys were talking about uh, kids movies, which I consider cringy, but what do you guys <laughs> listen to? What do you guys listen to that could be, considered cringy embarrassing or a guilty pleasure to yourself or others if you have no shame that's that's great but what do you listen to that maybe people wouldn't expect that you listen to uh, i'll start off with uh brandon 
So uh, not necessarily music, but as uh, as Rob knows, I'm I'm quite the hockey guy. I'm a big uh, big Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And there's this guy who does this podcast in this YouTube channel called Steve Dangle out of Oshawa. He's like the biggest Leaf fan. He he does he does reactions after every Leafs game. (laughs) And after after the tragedy that was last year, I felt like nobody knew my sadness like this man in Oshawa. And uh, I watch everything he does. I listen to his podcast, just like being a being a diehard Toronto Maple Leafs fan. But in terms of music, I uh, I don't I don't really know if I'd I'd be like ashamed of some of the stuff that I listen to. Like I but like fucking still love Tegan and Sarah and stuff still? like that. But I'm not nice. I'm not, I'm not oh yeah, big time. Not yeah, ashamed, not, to, not ashamed to admit that. It's not cringy. Um <laughs> yeah. There's uh yeah, there's nothing nothing anything really uh, like, that I, I'd be ashamed to talk about. Anything that could be easily ripped on though, like even if you're not ashamed of Tegan and Sarah, it could quite easily be uh attacked for for listening to them i'm shocked you still listen to them yeah like i uh what is it um the con like incredible love love all that stuff i'm pulling up my spotify now to see if there's anything that i've listened to recently that i'd be ashamed to say in a public setting (laughs) well i know i know (laughs) uh, just posted a story admitting that he he listens to adele okay i was actually curiously looking up her followers to see how many followers she has and then the how thing said she has your... more than oh, any so of us was crazy and there's like <laughs> post your recent spotify searches and adele's in my spotify searches but i was more embarrassed nice. that mom jeans was in there That's no you messaged true. you messaged yeah. us what last night name is like that? i can't be the only one that loves mom jeans <laughs> what kind of no. name is that mom jeans that <laughs> check them out dude it's just as cringy as the minions i guarantee it (laughs) okay i'm not even judging i'm not even judging it may come off like it but i'm like just legitimately i'm I'm legitimately curious you're just hung over yeah that's my that's my shame though i'll admit it scott what do you listen to obviously you have no shame but what, what do you listen to that we wouldn't um i guess we wouldn't expect i don't know i i don't I like I love SoundCloud rap. Like Ooh, didn't see that coming. I love I love Drain Gang. Drain Gang's like my favorite, like probably yeah. rap group in the world. It's just like two it's just a like this white Swedish kid blade, Tie Boy Digital, Echo 2K. They're like Blade is like objectively bad, but like subjectively, like one of the best things I've ever listened to. Like, it's like you either love it or you hate it, but you know, a lot of people hate it and a lot of people love it. Like, definitely so, not a fan, not a fan. I, I yeah, think like, it's like, I think it's ethereal. Like, that's what I'm saying with shoegaze, though. Like, it's like they have the vibe of a, he has the vibe of a shoegaze band reverb soaked vocals auto-tuned up the kazoo like who could not like that much auto-tune because it literally sounds like another instrument it's a beautiful like you can't hit a wrong note it's amazing yeah like i don't know i just think it's i think it's some fucking like definitely hack shit to do sometimes but holy fuck i just think it's i i don't know that music was like straight up crazy for me i loved it like what? I've been listening to it for fucking almost a decade now, though. So yeah, what what are there any current bands you guys are listening to right now that you guys think deserve more recognition than they're getting? I could definitely um, 
I love that new um, webbed wing webbed oh. wing record. Yeah, web uh, web. the new like oh, Taylor yeah. Madison project from like Daylight Super Heaven fame. Mm-hmm. That record rocks. No skipping any songs on that record. Um, been listening to that a lot. Um, and then the new All Love record, Buds, <sighs> is incredible. Dude, My favorite band yeah. of all time. Stephen Theo can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, and uh, new Hotline TNT record. Been listening to a lot as well. Hotline TNT. Um, yeah, uh, really cool um, band. Uh, I don't even know where they reside. I think Will lives in New York right now. But um, Will used to play in a band called Weed out of uh, British Columbia. I fucking um, love Weed. Yeah. So if you love Weed, Hotline TNT Sam. is the Will project. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're um, they're finally coming to Toronto in in a couple weeks. So really excited to see that show because um, I've been a fan of theirs for for a while. I've been following like a lot of the Will stuff, even when he was like playing in Happy Diving with uh, with um, Matt Berry, who was also great. Like anything that Yo, Big Mike does, the, and, the and Matt's like solo oh project, the God. Berries, yeah, so good. He's playing, I think, in Angel Dust right now too. He's one of like the touring mm. members of Angel Dust. Dude, I love the Berries. That yeah is some shit for sure that's definitely the band i would say i also have recently listened to only a beer can by donny croswell that song song should be that song should be huge that song should be huge oh my god that is like insane like that's a absolute radio hit yeah rob are you familiar with this song no, you know no, I'm not. Rob? No, oh, it rocks. I, I judging by the title, it's some no, like pop country garbage. It's like it's country, but it's like pop country though. Yeah. It's not real country. Yeah, no, but you know, it's, it's like it's parody, right? It's like fucking Niagara guy doing it, like and just absolutely killing it. Voice is beautiful, honestly. I'm gonna His check. Voice it out. is really good. I'm pretty sure it's I'll hate it, but I'll, I'll, I'll listen. He's got, to like it. the perfect like gravelly. Country. Yeah, yeah, because he's drinking beer cans. Yeah. But um, yeah, honestly, like, kind of stupid that I'm gonna say this, but I think the new Third Eye Blind record needs a bit more attention. Like, yeah. I don't think that band gets enough attention for anything past <laughs> self-titled, and I think that they still release good music to this day. I hear a lot of people saying that. Like, I haven't listened to. I don't even think I've listened to any of their records front to back. You should I- listen to the album from 2000 and. A two or three called out of the vein it's better than the self-titled like it's like objectively like the songwriting is way better like but like the self-titled has charm like that's the <laughs> whole thing like but, like if somebody put on jumper compared to some of these songs on this record i don't know i'd rather listen to that record i don't know right yeah damn hot take i i'm filled with them apparently <laughs> and third eye blind <laughs> i Sweet. thought you just said the wang gang, <laughs> the wang gang. <laughs> it's like a mom like asking what are you listening to that wang gang again <laughs> oh, and, uh, <laughs> just like quick, you're like in your room to a band, quick shout out to a band from philly called they are gutting a body of water oh that so lee got me into a couple years ago yeah so sick met doug um a couple years ago on the nicole tour that scott and i did 
um, in Philly, like super nice, uh, super nice. But um, yeah, would love to, uh, would love to see them. They just put out a record uh, in 2021. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how long ago, but yeah, all their stuff rips too. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to actually get them on the show. They're really, they're really cool. That'd be, that'd be sick. Yeah. That'd really be cool really there. sick. I'd listen to that for sure. I'd wanted to ask you guys about uh, locals. Like you guys are out from Toronto. What's some of the favorite bands from their, your area? Um, there's a cool band called Roach that like, I mean, I don't listen to local music that often. It's like fair to say, but like, I know I should. I think Roach is really cool. And like aesthetically, they're very dope too. And I think they've got a lot going on for them. Um, another Toronto band though, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, It can be like Ontario, but it doesn't have to be like local, localized, like within our province. I think any Ontario. band that Davis plays in, Davis Maxwell True. plays in, should get more time. Yeah, yeah. Last Stretch. Cothra is so oh. good. Yeah, Last Stretch and shit, like. He's playing in these metal bands that are writing songs that like bands on fucking like Nuclear Blast or fucking uh, Century Media would put out, you know, but like yeah. not getting enough recognition at all. Yeah. Like deserves way more. 100%. And Davis is the fucking best drummer I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, yeah. The that real guy's deal. So versatile, plays like everything. Yeah, man, like I like anytime I've ever recorded with him, it was always like a treat because especially like him being a drummer was always nice. Oh, yeah, your band I Buried Your Flowers or whatever played Mm. or recorded with him, right? Yeah, every band I've ever, uh, oh, true. Yeah, um, I've played with bands that record with other bands, but I wasn't in the recording process of those bands. Um, yeah, he's an absolute G in every project. Like, I remember watching Cothra live uh just before the pandemic and i literally was just like in, i was also like stoned out of my face but it was like very i, I think i mentioned this one that we had him on the show was it was just like watching like like it reminded me of when i saw neurosis play live it was just like saying they're like holy shit these guys are monumental like and, yeah okay. so like you know like some of those bands can sound so discombobulated but they're so calculated and you don't even know it mm-hmm. like things are so tight within the like within the sounds yeah it's insane yeah um i'm gonna ask another question this is the last one that i have i don't know if uh rob's got any more but I've keep, all, them I've asked this... keep them coming keep them coming um yeah they don't stop coming um yeah, i've only <laughs> asked this once before uh asked my friend Eve and to be gentle. Uh, it seemed to resonate well. Uh, if Blissfield has a message in its music or just as a band through like your guys' um, own experience, would that what would that be if there is one? Nothing collective for sure. Like, I think we're just, you know, I think the biggest message of all is that like, I think we're just trying to be ourselves now. I think we've like all found ourselves and I think we're all trying to just you know i'm me is like i'm and i'm talking for me like but i'm just trying to be more myself and less the mysterious guy bullshit like i literally that's my least favorite thing in music now like i'm like why did i ever get sucked into that like it it's so much more reward rewarding when you can like you know be personable to people 
but yeah i don't know and you know there's a couple messages in the lyrics nothing that really like nothing that really like overall like stays within it but i talk about politics in one of the songs and slowly forever i tried to make it not sound like a propaganda song like i didn't want it to be like so in your face about it um so i wrote like a personal experience of being like on the lower end of the the class structure you know and and i know that you know dalton but i'm like a communist for sure and like i'm pretty staunch about it mm-hmm. um you can't really like move it around like I, I i'm pretty stuck in my ways at this point totally but you know it's the song away is about the homelessness in toronto especially and the housing crisis in canada like they always say the bubbles get a burst, but it hasn't burst yet. When is it going to burst? Because rich yeah. people are getting richer. And, you know, now we have cryptocurrencies and NFTs. And, like, hmm. it's making the average person able to get that amount of money. When's that bubble going to burst for the average person like you or I? You know, like, that's what I, that's what that song's basically about, like, is, like, we're losing our we're losing our youth becoming adults because we don't know like we don't have any time to fucking enjoy things we have to we have to like get a job we have to pay rent we have to do this and that it's like when are we gonna have the chance like and you know what we did because covid happened all the jobs shut down we had the chance to be ourselves and it was sick and i thought that people were gonna realize how sick that was how fucked up the system is but like as everything goes everybody fucking got over it and just wanted to go back to going to the bar every fucking thursday you know like and i'm like it just makes me especially feel like a little hopeless like um just i don't know like and it's you know i don't do anything like i could do way more with what i have you know but having a fucking job like a full-time job is so exhausting yeah well it's hard like even to say like you know you could do more because like here um people are constant like there's the constant um protests at all the old growth logging here um, it's it's brutal though because with protests it's like you want you want things to change mm-hmm. or they, they either send the rcmp out at you or the police exactly. or everybody's just holding a bunch of signs and like what is holding a bunch of signs gonna do and you know and you know what like, happens is so there was all these map, this map, because it was such a dry season, there's so much fires happening out West. Yeah. That meant if there's a, any torrential rain, which just happened, everything's going to flood. We literally, there's, you can't get to Vancouver from here because the highway yeah. got washed out. You oh my God. Go yeah. No, I heard about this. My, I have friends that live in Abbotsford and it's a lake. and they're fucked right now. Yeah. Like my, one of my friends had to evacuate his house. Yeah. And what ended up happening is the RCMP, where they were like, oh, wait, we're going to send them to help. Uh, and you know what they did is they end up sending them to all the old growth protests and started violently. Yeah. Like, I totally know what you mean by feeling. It's like, so ridiculous almost. at this point. It's so ridiculous. It's so in your face about how corrupt this system is. And not to say that there's any system that isn't corrupt. Like, all the systems have some corruption in them. Like, it's just the way it works. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no, there's never going to be a system where 100% of the people are happy. But okay. I personally think for the average Joe Schmo, if we lived under a communist society, even if it was a communist reign over the country, it would be so much better for us 
yeah. than having to worry about putting food on the table and fucking paying rent because mm-hmm. we live in a first world country. Like we live in a developed nation yeah. and we have the money to spread that properly, you know, but they just choose not to. Yeah, exactly. That's the message of Blissfields. <laughs> Okay, no, it's not. Like, kind of. <laughs> That's insane. Sorry. That's so insane. Extreme leftist communism. <laughs> communism preaching. Yeah. That's what we're really all about. <laughs> Maybe it's going to go that way. I don't know. Lyrically, though, like, I write about a lot of shit. Like, you know, it's like... the. It wasn't that I was writing about... Poli- like, I was writing about politics with a way, but I was also writing it from the view of almost, like, it being, like you know a sad love song like you're yearning for something more but like it's like we're all yearning for something more we're like pining for stability you know mm-hmm. and that's like that's love too that's it's more than just person to person it's like we're pining for that stability and yeah you know exactly. and that's what i was writing about when i wrote that song i was like i am like straight up in love with the idea of being stable and i just want that you know (laughs) more than anything for sure yeah do you have a did you have another one dalton nope that that was your last one i want to end it on the communist uh thing (laughs) yeah yeah i guess we could do the last shout outs um yeah actually i had a quick one before we do last shout out yeah yeah sure what um what what are you guys asking santa for this year what does blissfields want (laughs) what do you guys want individually Oh really? Because you're oh, our first episode fuck. for December. Okay, I love um, JRPGs now. I would I love a PS. Is. It's like a Japanese role playing game. Oh okay, okay. I would love a PS Vita and uh, Persona Three and Persona Four Golden <laughs> for PS Vita. Okay. Um, so I could play it on tour. That's that's what I want the most but also i just bought a new amp for myself that would have been santa's ask for sure but i just bought one and it's dope and i'm really excited and i paid only 300 bucks for it is it the jazz chorus that you got it's called the fender ultra chorus ultra chorus and it's so dope because it's like a jc120 and it's literally just as good if not i think it might be better (laughs) but it's way cheaper because there's no hype surrounding it yeah there's no hype surrounding it at all. Like, so I found one for 300 bucks. Then the day after I found another one on Kijiji for $200. And they're just as loud as a JC120. Shit. Fucking dope. But that would have been my ask for Christmas. But now it's, I want video games. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Santi? Um, Damn. Uh, I need a new guitar case. I need a new guitar case pretty bad. Yo, actually, That's... same. My guitar <laughs> sticks out of the case. And I have a game Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my guitar case is falling apart pretty good. And uh, yeah, like I was going to bug my, I was going to bug my dad for it. But uh, I just bought a car the other day and he helped me pay for that. Hey, so congrats, that's, man. thanks, bro. That's so um, that thing. is, yeah, dude, it's a long time coming. But uh, my parents helped pay yeah. for the Blissfields van. So yeah. once COVID but, hit, they ended up paying off like, the debt for it. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I don't need much. My main ask for Santa is just to make sure our American work visas get approved and that oh we're God. COVID free yeah. heading over the border in January. <laughs> um, Fuck, cause I really, uh, I really don't want to have to fucking cancel that shit because it's been a long fucking time in this city and it's getting pretty grim. Also, the I'd work to go visa, see some other spots. The work visa debacle was awful. It was yeah some shit. I got basically called out by the union for faking contracts, <sighs> which is literally a thing that every band does. Like, and don't tell yeah, me I otherwise. Was, I was just talking about that last week on the show. Um, funny you mentioned that a band was t- talking about faking contracts, like faking. Uh, um, recording studio contracts and like faking shows yeah. in general and stuff to get across because they're just awful to musicians at the border mm-hmm. it's so straight up no, they want you to have a list they want you to have a list of all the serial numbers yep. of all your instruments and shit no, i'm not yeah. gonna do it i'm not gonna do it no <laughs> <laughs> never we never do, do. we never but, do um so yeah they basically called me on it being fake but instead of like kicking me out of the union they're just like oh, like, just make another one that's more believable. <laughs> so, like, I did another fake contract that was more believable. Because the one that we did before was, like, 80 different shows at 80 different venues with no contact information <laughs> for any of the venues at all. So they said that the reason why they do this now, they need contact information from the or contact information for the venues or a rep at the venue. It's because a band that they recently just had stuff sent out got called on and charged for fraud by the American government for faking the contracts. Yeah. What band was that? Yeah. I don't know. They didn't tell me. Uh, Yeah. You like I heard of that happening to a band recently. So So, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite the fucking day. Some musicians who are listening, get better at faking your fake contracts or you're going to get called. That's the lesson. Here's, here's the, here's (laughs) the lesson. I'll tell you the lesson residency contracts say that you're playing at the same two or three venues once a month for the entire year and just put contact information for your friends from those states there you go there you go and can say they work there yeah and maybe even just pick diy venues because then the person who runs the diy venue will just give you their number to use they are always helpful with that yeah the shout out to tyler at cling thing in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> he's done it for me twice now. This is the second time that he's done it for me. Absolutely. So. I hope that I really hope the feds are not watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They're not Benny and they're not being any podcast. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love listening not just a phase podcast. What does Blissfields have to say today? <laughs> this is the whole hour and a half, two hour episode. Just to, yeah, just to get to the bottom of it yeah <laughs> so is there any uh last minute uh not last minute any final shout outs you want to give uh before we call it a call today i don't know um okay lots of be, shitty people be nice in the to, world yeah <laughs> be nice to people be nice to people record your music with davis maxwell davis. listen to bless fields listen to not just a phase podcast there we go that's what i'm um, talking about my la- my final words um don't support anything everything you ever liked has probably <laughs> sucked at one point or another 
<laughs> it's so stupid that you, you know what? Actually, so here's my so shout wise. out. Here's my shout out. Don't make Bo Burnham's inside your personality. <laughs> no, like, thank you. We all thank we you. all know it's a good special, but stop making it your personality because it's not. That's my last. <laughs> that's my words of wisdom. So many people are doing that. that and they're saying they're saying I'm cringe for liking minions, dude. <laughs> Who said that? Stop <laughs> posting stop posting covers of inside songs. And stop posting like five different songs from it. Yeah. You know, like it's like, okay, we know you like it. Cool. Yeah. Cover cover funny feeling, because that's the best one. And move Falling on. Out Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, that, that cover was great though Stop that cover was great that. though I know it's probably good I didn't watch it I'm, I'm just yeah. being sarcastic but <laughs> I, I yeah no but for real though just like yeah I guess the final the actual final message is just like like what you like unashamedly and sorry I just was hypocritical there <laughs> don't don't live with shame but also don't like things don't don't like things so much liking things that isn't it... cool. but don't be ashamed about it yeah you know awesome thanks so much for coming on the show guys it was awesome time Thank you. thanks guys as always it's nice talking to y'all yeah yeah hopefully yeah. we can have you on sometime in the future guys it's an absolute pleasure uh talking about children's movies and inspirations and tour yeah. <laughs> i wish you all yeah, the best when you guys definitely. do come back on tour and like i said hopefully we can talk again down the road maybe one day yeah, we're man. playing Rebel stoke bc I'll, yeah i'll book <laughs> we'll, we'll pay on we'll play on the lake yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've i've already booked i've already told uh josh i'm gonna get cothra out this way so we're gonna get cothra and i and uh bless fields together it'll be a really good let's go really good, good. let's go